Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Man, oh, that is a, uh, that's a beautiful list to start the show each day. With all our uh, fine sponsors, our partners, Aaron Sexton alongside the Matt Mosley Show is off and running. And Aaron, you heard the name Helberg. People were kind of wondering. Helberg had that fire out there. It was all over the news. Man, it was it was a tough scene. And but as you knew, they would. They've come rolling back, Philip and Yvette. It's what they do. Uh, Hellberg Barbecue is back up and running. Now, it's a to-go situation now. It's a drive-through situation. But the barbecue is as good as ever. It's plentiful, and they'll make it right up for you. And so we're getting the word out that um, the Hellberg is back. All right? And so... uh, Man, I, I just that's a uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful place, and uh, we love having them. And the other night, Aaron, he took a break. Philip did, and I'm sure Yvette and the whole family they uh, they went over to see the Foster Pavilion in all its glory. And Aaron, those frogs were chirping quite a bit, or whatever <laughs> frogs do. I mean, chirp, 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 ribbit, ribbit. But the uh, the Bears, in the end, took care of business. Now, I did get to sample, Aaron, some of what Nikki Collin had to say. She had had enough of some of the talk leading up to that game. And uh, and she, she uh, Bears let their game... Let the their their basketball do the talking. Now it was a little, you know, tricky there. Halftime, the frogs had a 26-22 lead. But by the end of the third quarter, order had been restored. <laughs> and it was oh, Aaron, that third quarter was just an explosion. Ooh. It was like 51-34, something like that. The frogs were run out of the building. Aaron, how was uh I don't want to gloat too much because he's obviously a uh, a great friend of mine. But how was the young Simcox? And did he give a, a a report? There was talk of him being in the building um, for the you know. And of course, he was going to be all frogged out and mm-hmm. all his TCU gear. Uh, how did uh, what did he what did he say about the experience? Did he and did he have nice things to say? about our new uh, hoops uh, venue. He did. He did. He was super impressed and nothing but great things to say about Foster. Obviously, he wasn't happy with the outcome, but he was also had a pretty great perspective on it. it you know, that that's uh, his first year there. 
they're not very deep. And, mm-hmm. you know, Baylor's really, really good. A top five team, a team with the talent uh, to make the final four. And, you know, you just got to take your lumps. And I, I, it's great that he has that perspective because I remember Baylor's women's program went through the same thing early in Kim's tenure. Yeah. You know, the easy schedules because they didn't have the talent. And then they would ma- barely make the top 25, get well. beat badly. That only lasted the first couple of years. I mean, she got to turn yeah. around really quick, but yeah. same situation. Of course, that was 30 years ago. He uh, he may be gracious in losing. He would not have been quite as gracious oh, no. of a winner. <laughs> if there would have been some, uh, some front running and some excitement coming from the Simcox family. I'll kinda, I kind of I got to find out from him like which kids got to go or who he took or if he flew solo, if he tried to do the media thing. I kind of want to see and I want to see if he tried to get a soda like I did. <laughs> see if he had any any more luck. You were on the soda thing. <laughs> People just want to go buy a soda and have somebody put the lid on it. If you got to grab a straw, that's fine, but nobody really wants to go scan a soda cup in before they fill up their cup with with ice. I mean, that's just not what you want to do. As and and I, it's not just like, "Oh, Mosley's old, so he's saying that." They're 25-year-old people, Aaron, that are not dying to scan their the side of their their little Coke cup right. in before the the cup will fill up, okay? So I am that's annoying. But the, the way the thing looks is great. Um, now, Aaron, I did take a long look at the TV copy last night. So I went back and watched most of it on just to see what the TV feed was like. And <laughs> it it's just, I don't know, uh, Jeff Martin, who played baseball at Baylor, he was maybe explaining it to me. I, I kept saying, well, the camera's so high. I think it's just the camera's kind of steep. Whatever angle is why we're getting that angle. Um, Aaron, did John address that at all? Because I, obviously John's hearing this too, or did he not Did he not say anything about it? No, we didn't, we didn't talk okay. about that. Um, because he's, you know, obviously doing TV, but he doesn't have anything to do with, like, the camera work or whatever. Where they put the camera, you watch. You have to watch the view of it a lot of times is just way too far away. Now, they have some courtside camera moments where they just can zero in on things. They can get a little closer to the action. But to watch the normal back and forth of a basketball game, the camera angle is, like, way too far away. Okay, so I did get to experience what everybody's talking about last night, and I get it. I've seen it at Oklahoma State games. I've seen it. I've commented on it at SMU's arena. I I don't know if it's something with these new arenas, or I'm not exactly sure what the explanation is. But I get it. It's not a, it's not the view we're used to in a ba- seeing a basketball game. Now that said, I mean, did, was I still able to watch it? Sure, sure, yeah. Everything was, everything was fine in that regard. I mean, it's just, 
you know, Aaron, you you want to be able to, like, I want to see Yaya. I want to see Sarah. Like, I, I want to be able to really zero in. And with the angle we're getting on TV, you're, even if you know the team extremely well, and I, I mean, I, I know it pretty well, um, you're kind of like, wait, who, who made that? I mean, I, I, you know, was that, wait, was that Bella that just made that? So, about, you know, some, some of that's going to need to be addressed. Now, Aaron, at 320, um, we do have um, a pretty cool thing. David Ubbin from The Athletic, he and I used to do TV together, he's done this coaching confidential where they've talked to 10 coaches, he and Bruce Feldman, famous college football writer and broadcaster, they talked to 10 coaches who faced Michigan or Washington. Um. And then, and then they have the thoughts. Now, interesting, Aaron, of course, this is the tease to get us to read the story. It says they're not sold on one of the quarterbacks in this game. They also leaned toward one team. Aaron, what co- what, what quarterback of these two do you think? <laughs> like, if I find out a coach isn't sold on, on the Washington, Penix Jr., yeah, I, I think. That's too much for me to stand. That was my first like, thought too. It has he's to be too great. Yeah, it has, it has to, to be, be McCarthy. McCarthy. Um, it's it does say in this report, and we'll talk to David Ubbin about it. it. Says one place there was no debate: the brilliance of Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. with his masterful 430-yard two-touchdown performance to carry the Huskies. And one of the coaches uh, privately said, uh, of course, all these coaches were granted anonymity. Aaron, don't you wish you and I could just sometimes be, especially after I say ridiculous things <laughs> like granted anonymity? I, I just, I mean, when you do a talk show, there's not much about it that is anonymous. But, uh, boy, once again today, I was making my way across town, and people were talking about, golly, hey, love y'all's show. Love the show. I thought that was fun. And had the same thing happen the other night at the Baylor game. Uh, former Baylor uh, 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 regent chair, chairman of the regents, chairman of the board, Joel Allison was going on and on about how much he loves listening to the show and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was, uh, was kind of neat. Aaron... I don't know if you have any happy birthday music close to you, but we are going to do a birthday, a very special birthday today. It is number 76 for former Baylor defensive tackle John Dean Mosley. My dad turns 76 Today, we'll continue to celebrate him. I think we're going to try to get together Saturday. Uh, my dear younger sister won up me today, and she, of course, showed up on the scene to take him to lunch. Thanks for reminding. Thanks for remi- Oh, there it is. There it is. Hit the wrong button. No, no, no. I was hoping it was John. 
you know, doing some of his birthday. I meant to tell, I meant to give you guys, because I thought that'd be kind of cool if, if you and John brought it up in your birthday segment, but then I didn't quite get the news to you in time. So I get to I'll do, do that it tomorrow. My, myself. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> but, um, oh, about 1966, John Mosley shows up on the scene at Baylor from Elkhart, Texas. And uh, starts putting, uh, starts working, and they had a freshman team, and boy, he and they had a good year. They barely got beat by Texas, I think, as freshmen. That was back when Texas was in the national championship hunt quite a bit. And then uh, 68, I think they beat the Aggies, Ed Hargett and his gang. Mo Mormon probably would have been on that team. And then uh, 68, they also beat. The new member, one of the new members of the SWC, that would have been the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And Aaron against uh, the quarterback for Texas Tech, I believe his name was Tom Sawyer, of all things. Tom Sawyer dropped back. It was Parents' Day weekend, 1968, and he was sacked twice that day by one John Mosley. Number 74, kind of playing a, oh, I think what you'd call kind of a, three technique or five technique maybe and uh and back then Aaron he was playing probably he was a big dude playing defensive tackle at six three two twenty five or two thirty maybe he was up two thirty that was a that was a good size lineman back then in college football now Aaron if you weighed two hundred thirty pounds you could not be up there on the uh on the defensive line, but uh, anyway, I'm. Uh, I wanted to wish my dad a happy birthday, and Aaron, you can wish him a happy birthday. He listens to us on a daily basis. Still practicing law at age 76, and he goes up to his office, and a big part of his afternoon is tuning in to the Matt Mosley show with Aaron Sexton. So, Aaron, feel free to pass along your a, a hearty happy birthday. Will do. It's on my list tomorrow. Okay. Okay. I was gonna let you do it now, but I like. Oh that. yeah, happy birthday! You're gonna put it on the. You're gonna put it on the list. <laughs> yeah, for tomorrow. yeah. We're gonna put it in the birth, official birthdays. So. Official birthdays tomorrow, uh, and uh, and we'll see if that it comes up in the John because then sometimes Aaron has the uh, JMO does some, and then Aaron generally has kind of like a movie stars or notables and all that kind of stuff. So. We'll see who presents it tomorrow, but uh, exciting stuff. Always enjoy the birthdays at the end of the J-Mo show, but uh, John Mosley's birthday is today, January 4th, and uh, he was born in 1948. All right, Aaron, have you noticed nobody does that anymore? Was that kind of like a what the old folks used to do? You remember that? 1948, 19 and 68. You kind of put the and in there. All right, um, we do have major guest coming up, David Ubbin from The Athletic, longtime uh, colleague of mine. He joins the show next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their Big 12 opener Saturday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb, to chicken piccata, and of course, let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari, and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. Drive into the new year with confidence and excitement during the Start Something New Sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get incredible deals on our entire selection of new Ram trucks, Jeeps, SUVs, Chrysler sedans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed. More value, more selection, more service, more trade-in allowance, and even more competitive financing. Hurry in and start 2024 with a bang. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. In-store or online at allensamuelsdcj.com and make it un forgettable you're listening to espn central texas live from the alan samuel studios an exceptional experience and extraordinary results that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at cherry johnson sigmund james law firm craig cherry ryan johnson mark sigmund and scott james are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes they have unmatched credentials real world experiences and a passion to serve your legal needs the lawyers at cherry johnson sigmund james have obtained substantial settlements and over two billion in verdicts for their clients due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity they also have knowledge in business finance and engineering Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Connects right now. Make 2024 the year you go back to living normal life again. Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. QC Connects can give you your life back. The nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds Call QC Kinetics for free consultation, 254-415-4100, 254-415-4100. 
QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. What is Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show, NFL Blitz coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, but right now, we do have David Ubbin from The Athletic joining us. Uh, David, welcome back to the show. Some good, uh, some good TV moments for you the other night. In addition to your writing, <laughs> you and I used to do some TV together, and there you were. Uh, ESPN captured you over on the sideline. Uh, given how crazy that ending was with Texas suddenly racing down the field, that had to be kind of fun, David, to to be down there. For people that don't know, the, the journalists from the uh, press box get to come down a little early, and sometimes at these games, you know, we have access to come out on the field to kind of wait after the game. And uh, you would think, David they would cut all that off like they've done in a lot of other sports, but they still college football, you know, you get to kind of come down there and crowd around the sideline. Was that, I bet that was kind of neat to experience that and, and be down there when all that was happening. Yeah. You know, I was on Washington sideline and you could feel the palpable nervousness as like, cause I remember, uh, you know, they're running the ball that last time. And I literally thought to myself, the only thing that can kind of save Texas here is if a Washington player gets hurt. And then sure <laughs> enough, Dylan Johnson is rolling around, uh, you know, grabbing at his leg, and you're just like, that can't have just happened. Uh, that one of your best players gets injured and saves Texas, which they don't have any timeouts, like 40 seconds. And in college football, you know, <clears throat> 50 seconds with the length of the field, that's a long time. And, and especially with the weapons that Texas had, it was like, you know, 15, 20 seconds, that's, that's, you're asking for a miracle at that point. But 50 seconds, it was very reasonable. Reasonable. And then, of course, they hit that play to Jordan Whittington. And in my head, I'm thinking, am I about to get a front row seat for one of the craziest college triple endings that we've ever seen? And uh, we did not get that. Uh, but we did get a Washington team uh, sort of validating a season where they've really been doubted all year. So uh, it was quite a finish and quite a night. And Michael Penix Jr., I mean, that's one of the great perform big-game performances we've ever seen to throw for, what, 430 yards, all the touchdowns. Um, and, and I've been reading the story that you and Bruce put together where coaches that have played both teams, both Michigan and Washington, talked about it. And it, it really is interesting to hear them talk about Washington in the sense that they nobody usually if somebody will step up and go yeah you could try to do this or this or this and he struggles with this like basically these coaches are all admitting there's not much you can do to them like they're just on the same yeah. page um it's just it's wild that they have that many good receivers and you know oh, rome our man rome odun a dunzi or dunze i mean i i a dunze, yeah. I, I'm always struggling with that one. A dunze, I, I, um, man, I, I loved him ever since that Oregon game because he's just like he just never stopped coming. It was just like amazing to watch him. Like it was like mm-hmm. everybody, every game I watched of Washington, you had to know they were going to him, and it didn't matter. 
he was going to make the play no matter what you assigned to them. And it really does seem like, yet Washington always is the underdog. Isn't that weird? That game after game, it's like, okay, these guys are incredible. It's impossible to beat them. And then game after game, but let's favor the other team by four. Or let's favor the other team by four and a half. Um, yeah, you would think we would learn. Uh, yeah, Aguze's contested catch rate has got to be uh, wild. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, having watched it, you know, one of the things that, that we talked to, uh, I talked to an assistant coach who basically said he was coaching his DBs, that their receivers do really well, is you don't see a lot of indicators before the ball's there. They see the ball, but they have really late hands, and DBs are taught to play the hands, and they don't show their hands until the ball's, like, right there. And that makes it really, really hard on a DB. He obviously doesn't know the ball is coming, but the, D, the uh, receiver can see it. And you saw that a lot, where Penix put the ball in the bucket, uh, you see the receiver looking back, and it's a ball that looks like there's no chance you can complete something, or you got to throw the perfect ball. And sure enough, you throw the perfect ball. And I think we had multiple coaches tell us that that they felt like Penix was like among the most accurate quarterbacks that they've ever seen, and it's it's pretty wild to watch. And you know, I get all of the knocks on him. I think they're fair. Uh, he's older. The injury history is a problem, and that's basically the two reasons why. He's not going to be a top 10 pick, but when he's healthy and when he's full strength, I mean, you're talking about a first round talent type of guy, even if the NFL draft might not bear that out. And he, he actually took off running a few times in that game. He's certainly not known for that, but I think he ran for 30 yards. So he's yeah, athletic he enough. He used a couple called runs to keep Michigan, yeah. to keep uh, Texas on their, on their toes. How about some of those sidesteps he did, too? I mean, again, like he, he's a pocket yeah. passer, but that doesn't mean he can't move around and do some things. And uh, Murphy, uh, the big defensive tackle for Texas, kept beating his guy, as indicated in your story with Bruce. And yet, Penix just kind of sidestepped it like it wasn't anything. And we watch some of those other games, and we see Milrow and others just kind of like getting constantly sacked not able to step up when they stepped up they stepped into a sack I mean it was just kind of wild to see a quarterback under duress and then turn on that second game and you see a quarterback that even under duress he just sidesteps it like it's nothing um I I don't know I mean David I'm trying to I'm hard-pressed to think of a greater big game performance by a quarterback. I mean, I Watson had a huge one at Clemson. I think Trevor had one big one, right? I mean, maybe both of those were in national championship games. But with everything that was on the line, what Penix did the other night was, I mean, nobody's put up that kind of yards, as I recall. I mean, that that was, I mean, that was, it was, uh, and it was, embar- it had to be embarrassing a little bit for Texas to get burned that badly. But, but they were just great throws, weren't they? I mean, it was just like everything was on point even if you know even if they had decent coverage it didn't it didn't totally matter because he was throwing those back shoulder fades and everything yeah i mean i think <clears throat> it's a lot of trust it's a lot of reps i mean there's a ton of experience on this team you guys have been together a long time and that really does matter um but you know you mentioned the pocket presence stuff i think in college football we see a lot of guys who are just like athletes and when they get rushed, they flush from the pocket, and they can outrun some rushers. But I think with Penix, what you saw is a guy that can make some subtle movements 
keep his eyes downfield to avoid the rush, reset his platform and throw. And I think it's pretty interesting. I was talking with the coach about this yesterday. In this era of Mahomes and Caleb Williams and all these really athletic quarterbacks, Josh Allen, all these guys, they practice a lot of these off-platform throws, right, where your feet aren't set and you're not doing it by the book, but you learn how to do these things. And I think when you have that ability and you practice it, guys are more willing to do it and not make as much of an effort to set their platform where you know you're going to be more accurate. And with Penix, it seemed like he was taking as much time as he could to reset the platform. And even though maybe he can make some of those off-platform throws, um, getting back and getting set, and that's the big reason why he is so accurate. And I think there's something he said for, you know, the Mahomes of the world or the, you know, Josh Allen's of the world, um, you know, when they could, in theory, set their platform rather than just sort of, you know, sling it. And they might be a little bit more effective. And Penix, at the uh, ripe old age of 24, I think he is, has, has kind of figured that out. And that's not a lot, something you see a ton of in the modern game. I, I think it looked a little bit like what you saw Tom Brady do kind of in his prime. And it's, it's quite a thing. David Ubbin from The Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Michigan is, you know, unbelievable. The Harbaugh story is is another thing. Um, isn't that funny how it was just like the adversity, the adversity. I mean, you if you didn't know the whole background, some of the way that was all presented in the buildup, and I'm talking about mostly ESPN, it was almost like they had been dealing with off the, you know, like, Maybe something was wrong with their family members or they had overcome some incredible things. You know, it was like they, we just kind of stopped saying, hey, it was a cheating scandal of their own making, right? Yeah. It turned into this, oh, my gosh, unbelievable, the courageous Michigan folks. So it's it's kind of funny to watch it. But, uh, I mean, it, it is – he's the villain. I mean, you know, this feels like the Patriots, doesn't it? It feels like the when we thought, oh, my gosh, Goodell's going to have to give Brady, you know, the, the MVP trophy. He's going to have to give Brady. It's the same thing with Harbaugh. It's like he's the mm-hmm. face of this villainous-type program, and yet there's a good chance he'll be up there accepting the trophy. I mean, it's, it's sort of uncomfortable, but it's what we're dealing with. Yeah, that's, that's where the sport's Currently, yeah, and I, yeah, I think a lot of the Michigan conversation, especially as we've gotten further removed from all of this, of like, oh, the coach got suspended for half the games, and people have been doubting all this, and it's like, yeah, how much of that was it because the guys wearing the logo in the building? Because I, I think I've lost count. I think uh, most of it, if not all of it. So, you know, it is what it is, I guess. What did you make of uh, of the the Baylor? Uh, uh, you know, keeping Dave Aranda. I don't think we've really gotten a chance to catch up on the air since all that happened. You have covered a lot of, um, well, you know, the Aggies, of course, with uh, when Spavital was there. Uh, Jake Spavital becomes the O coordinator. Keenan Hall from SMU, which I think is a very interesting hire. It, it, Baylor trying to get back into Southern Dallas County and do a lot better than they have uh, in the last year or two there. Um, I mean, that was an interesting choice because I think the fans were ready for change. One in seven at home, three and nine, and yet Mac Rhodes said, you know what, I, I, I know this program, I know Dave Aranda, and we're going to give this another go. 
how surprised were you, and what do you think of the moves he's made? Uh, a little surprised. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to college football, as I said many, many times, is a talent acquisition business. And the trend lines are not great at Baylor. You've got to reverse that. You've got to recruit better. Um, it probably does help that the two big bads of the league are that are always recruited at a different level are gone. But that also means that in some ways expectation rises. I mean, if you look at Baylor, you look at TCU, you look at – I mean, there's like eight teams in the league now that in any given year can probably compete for a conference title. And if you're not and you're not close, I think most of the time you got to kind of look and say – why aren't we that close? And I think when you look at Baylor, it's a talent issue. You know, the guys that they had when, when Dave Miranda was there, you watch them, and, and there's not a lot of guys jumping off the tape at you. And so, uh, for me, I think it's pretty much as simple as you, you've got to reverse the trend lines in recruiting. And, uh, you know, bringing in uh, Jake Spavitol, I think, certainly is a, a, a smart move, a guy that's got a lot of experience, um, and, and certainly a guy that comes well-regarded. Um, and so, you know, you got to do it, but you got to, you know, it's, it's the old uh, Jimmys and Joes, not X's and O's. And, and the Jimmys and Joes have been a little less uh, highly ranked than they have been in the past at Baylor. All right. And by the way, to your point, Arizona and Utah are coming in this conference. And it's not like these other schools that just came in where it's like, well, it'll take UCF and Cincinnati and some of these teams a while to get up to speed and recruit to this level and all that. These, these folks are coming in ready to They're go. Ready. Like, like I, I kind of feel like Arizona and Utah might be the two favorites of the new, the new look yeah. sixteen team conference. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think especially Arizona. Um, you know, Noah Fafita, Jaden Delora got benched this year and uh, was banged up a little bit. And and Fafita, I mean, they stumbled into a star. You, you kind of knew what Tepeiroa McMillan was. You knew that Jacob Cowling was a special guy with what he had done last year and. Uh, McMillan as well, and what kind of get under UTEP, but you weren't quite sure, you know, what you had behind Delora. And Fafita has been a star and a really, really fun player to watch, and a guy that uh, clearly Jed Fish has a good understanding of. They know how to use him well, and um, you know, next year it's going to be going to be pretty fun uh, in Tucson, I think. All right, I'd like you to dig in and do a nice feature on DeQuan Finn, the newest Bear coming in from <laughs> Toledo. He's put up monstrous numbers. 88 touchdowns, so uh, keep that in mind, David, okay? I know one of your dreams has always been, what would it be like to have, like, Mosley as my editor? And I, and I think that would be – I think that's something we could work on. And, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, uh, I would enjoy that. Okay, give me your pick. Washington and Michigan, um, what is your uh, – where are you leaning? You can change your mind. Text me back if you change your mind. You hear something that makes you change your mind, but sitting here on, I believe today is Thursday. Uh, what do you uh, give me? Give me a give me a winner and give me the score. Yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately Michigan is a team that has not been that explosive all year, um, but they haven't really played an offense or a quarterback that was well equipped to make them pay for it. You know, you look at Drew Aller and Penn State, and really the three games that well, that Michigan played this year that they plausibly could have lost, right? New Hour and Penn State didn't even get close. They didn't have the weapons. And Hour didn't play well in that game either. Kyle McCord is currently at Syracuse. They had the weapons, did not have the quarterback. Bama doesn't have the weapons. Jalen Milrow, you know, he's a different kind of quarterback, not an elite quarterback, not an elite passer. Didn't have a great game. Obviously, the center uh, had a nightmare day. 
Um, but he's a guy that's still going to run around a lot, and, and they limited his effectiveness. But Michael Penix and his receivers are not something that, that Michigan has seen yet this year. And there's this idea, I think, because uh, Washington is such a pass-heavy team, um, that they're soft on the lines. And that is not true. And it doesn't really bear out um, at all. <laughs> you know, they're not going to pound it down your throat in terms of a running game, but defensively, they're going to be able to hold up. Uh, you can run on them, but they're not soft. And they're good enough in this game. And I think they can score enough points to win this ball game and uh, take advantage of the things that Michigan has not played teams that can take advantage of yet. So I will take uh, Washington winning this game uh, 31-27. Oh, the Husky. I like that. No, Why? You know, uh, in Vegas, loves going against them. But still, uh, I uh, yeah, 31-27 Washington. I like that one as we all get together in Houston, Texas, for this one. I mean, that, that felt so big on the first. It was like, it felt like the season was over. It was like, wow, we got these two awesome games. And you have to get your mind around it, Dave. You're like, wait, there's one more. There's one more mm-hmm. game here that we have mm-hmm. to play. And it should be, should be a really good game. I hope it'll provide you with more TV opportunities as, uh, as you're down there on the. I'm not going. I'm going to the AFCA convention. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> That doesn't sound half bad at all. A good convention. <laughs> I we got to get back into. You and I used to hang out at Sugar Bowls together. I mean, not Indeed. that long ago. We got to get back to something like that. The Bears. We'll the Bears are not holding up their end of that. <laughs> this is true. Okay. Hey, uh, appreciate it, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. David Ubbin from the Athletic. Uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, David and I used to do TV together for Fox Sports Southwest. It's now called Bally's Southwest. Gary Reasons used to be with us. There was a former coach from Oklahoma State. Um, but David was on there. I was on there. We had a big time. Rick Renner. Rick Renner. Some people that uh, he's been on doing high school shows in Texas for a long time. Got the big blonde hair. Uh, good guy. So we always had a great time doing all that uh, together. I was trying to think of that coach. Who was the coach, Aaron, at Oklahoma State after Jimmy Johnson? His name was Pat Jones, I think. And so anyway, he was the he was the coach at Oklahoma State, and he was on the show with us. And I loved him. He was just fun and had great sayings. He kind of sounded a little like Switzer. But he was a neat guy, Pat Jones. He's still around doing stuff. Uh, Coaches Cabana, things like that. Gary Reasons called all the games for the Texas State uh, title games um, with uh, with our man, the voice of the uh, the Longhorns. So that was uh, those were those were fun. Okay, it is time for something we call NFL Blitz. That is next. Cowboys football 2023. Second and five at the Detroit 8. Only heard here. here. Snap to Prescott standing and looking and throwing right. All season. Brandon Cooks 
Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Commanders, Sunday afternoon at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossey, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. King of the road. 
when we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. You hear the music. You know what that means. It's time to talk NFL. And, um, man, what a day it has been even just so far. We've had stuff across the league. um, And uh, lots of interesting breaking news. Some NBA stuff that has grabbed my attention that we'll get back into later. A retirement today from a guy I loved watching. But um, we do have uh, news to get to from around the NFL. Let's uh, For that, let's go to the newsroom uh, in uh, our Waco ESPN Central Texas studios. And it is Aaron Sexton. Aaron, where do we begin today? We'll start with the Pro Bowl announcements that came down yesterday. The 49ers, unsurprisingly, led the NFL with nine players on the roster, but the Cowboys well represented with seven players on the roster. Zach Martin made his ninth Pro Bowl. He was joined by Micah Parsons, who's been a Pro Bowler all three of his seasons in the league. Dak Prescott with his third selection, as did CeeDee Lamb. Brian Anger, the punt. The uh, punter earned his second selection. Deron Bland and rookie kicker Brandon Aubrey were both chosen for the first time. So seven Cowboys will be in the Pro Bowlers. All right, seven Pro Bowlers, a little bit behind the Niners, which seems appropriate to me as the uh, Cowboys get ready to take on the Commanders. Aaron, do you find yourself playing out all the scenarios like, you know what the most likely seed? What? It, what? What? So if the Cowboys win this game, they win the division, and then Aaron, they would be. Would they have the? Because they got the same record as the Lions, don't they? If they win, and the Lions win, yes, they'll be the two be seed. Twelve and five, so the Cowboys would be the two seed. <laughs> Lions would be the three seed. Niners the one seed. Um, what's it looking like, Aaron, as far as where that uh, that first round game would be? I mean, it looked uh, Cowboys would host it. Yes, yeah. If they but. win, they win Sunday, they'll host the first round game against the seven seed, which right now is Green Bay. Um, if the Rams lose and Green Bay wins, it would be the Rams. So there and there's still a possibility it could you be mean a if third. If the Rams seed. win, right? No. The Rams are the sixth seed currently. If they lose, they would fall to the seventh. Oh, if seven. they lose, they fall to the seventh. Okay, and Green Bay wins. I got right. you. Okay. And they're playing – well, I'll get to it later. It's one of the many uh, starting quarterbacks not starting this week, but they're going to play Carson Wentz and give Matthew Stafford a, a chance to rest. Well, you remember when he got banged up? It was against the Cowboys. Cowboys uh, blew the Rams out in that game. 
but the Rams decided to throw a was that on a were they going for two or is that just were they was that a touchdown there was they trying to remember what the scenario was that the Rams ended up throwing a pass to Stafford against the Cowboys but he was already banged up and then that hurt him more and he had to leave the game now it's amazing that's a boy Aaron what a bad scenario you do not don't feel like you want to play the Rams right now that is not great. no <laughs> look at them not at all but I mean who is the hottest team in the NFC right now? Is it them, Aaron? Who else Who else would be in the running for that? I think it's them. I mean, they've been oh, on fire, wow. and that offense is, is uh, pretty great right now with Kyron Williams at running back and Puka Nakua and uh, Cooper Cup at wide receiver. They are tough to stop. You even – even after watching uh, Green Bay blitz Minnesota, Minnesota's not great uh, in the Saturday, Sunday night game. I would much rather see Green Bay or, or uh, now I'm blanking on who the other team could be besides Green Bay. Uh, if Did Green you Bay say loses, Tampa Bay. I think I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, this is going to be fascinating to watch it all play out. Aaron, did you happen to see? Earlier today, what um, what our man uh, C.D. Lamb was saying. Did you see those quotes? I didn't. Um, C.D. Lamb wants to be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. All right. Uh, does, not, does not shock me. He doesn't have a new contract. He told reporters today that when he gets one, he does hope it will make him the highest paid receiver in football. He said, ideally for sure. Uh, And he added that he's currently focused on helping the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Aaron, who who all will the Cowboys be the highest paid at positions? Let's think about it. Dak will probably end up being the highest paid quarterback. Mm -hmm. Lamb could end up being the highest paid receiver. And Micah could end up being the highest paid pass rusher in the NFL. Am I missing anybody? Does that sound about right? No, that's like I, that's, that's the they, three big ones. That's gonna, to, yeah. yeah, that's going to take up about half their salary cap, unfortunately. But I don't. The alternatives are much, much worse. I don't know how you avoid it. No. Says the Cowboys don't have to extend his contract. They can keep him under the fifth-year option in 2024 for only about 18 million dollars. After that, Aaron, they could use the dreaded franchise tag. Who do they? Don't they have that on Pollard this year? Yeah. Well, Pollard's going to get ushered right out the door. Isn't that sad? We begged for Pollard, more carries, Pollard, Pollard. And Aaron, I mean, he's like, what option is he for the Cowboys right now? Let's see. Ugh, after if? the tight end, after the uh, CD, of course, after Cooks. So that's that's three right there uh, ahead of him. Fourth option. Fourth option. For your this your star, starting running back. That's not good. See, they traded Amari in 2022 when he would have cost $20 million for another season. Um, I mean, 
I think they're going to look at Lamb, Prescott, and Parsons, Aaron, and Lamb, sadly, because I mean, he's an unbelievable player, but he might be the one they play the most hardball with. It's not really about his ability. It's just they, they've got – they cannot just roll over and give all three guys massive – I mean, they, they probably need to, but I don't know if they can with their cap. So they almost have to choose one of those guys to play some hardball with. I guess it'll be CD, and I'm guessing they might have to use the tag with CD. All right, sir, what else do we have? Mentioned uh, Carson Wentz is going to get the start for the Rams, even though their game has, still has playoff implications against the 49ers. He will be among many backups playing this week. Lots of teams still playing all their starters because they have very important games this weekend, including the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Buffalo Bills. But among the teams starting a backup will be Tyler Huntley in Baltimore, who will start with in, who will start for MVP favorite Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. We also will get Jeff Driscoll starting in Cleveland as they'll get Joe Flacco a rest before the playoff starts. They can't improve or hurt their playoff position. Who would have so, ever thought Cleveland would be needing to get Joe Flacco crazy. some rest? <laughs> and I, Jeff Driscoll rings a bell. I think he played at Michigan State. Um, and... He he played against he's played against the Cowboys before when he was with the Detroit Lions I think but Jeff Driscoll boy Aaron some of these guys hang around forever as backups yeah they, if you can one of those guys being a backup quarterback in the NFL is a very lucrative and not sure. super hard career if you find the right spots yeah, absolutely it looks like the Cowboys may get defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins back. He's listed as questionable, but he did return to the practice field for the first time since he got injured in week 14. Lots of rest days for the Cowboys, including on the injury report for the Cowboys, including Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore, and Tyron. They have Tyron Smith twice in the article, um, which is good because it means that they're all probably going to play, even though some of them have limited practice. Uh, Tyler Smith, who is uh, suffered suffering from a foot injury, also questionable for Sunday's game against the Commanders. Last I've seen, Aaron, just to add to your report, the the big changes is uh, the defensive end Dorrance Armstrong was downgraded to a non-participant Ooh. today after getting some limited work yesterday. Now again, I. Some of that might have just been rest. Um, great player, kind of a unheralded player for the Cowboys, but extremely important to the to the program. Um, Dorrance Armstrong downgraded today to a did not participate, and then that running back Rico Dowdle does look on track to return this week after full participation today and had limited work yesterday and uh and as aaron pointed out um, uh jonathan hankins with that knee and ankle uh remained limited is how he was listed uh other news that i just came across aaron here in the last 10 minutes or so 
is that uh, um, Dalvin Cook has cleared waivers. That's official. Now a free agent able to sign with any team at any time. Um, Ravens could sign him. And, uh, you know, I mean, certainly other teams could have signed him and they went ahead and let him clear waivers. And so we'll see. I mean, um, the Dolphins were linked to him before he picked the Jets, if you'll recall. His brother is uh, the lead uh, back for the Bills. With Aaron, that would be funny to see two (laughs) brothers, two running backs uh, on the same team. I don't know if we've ever seen that. Can you remember anything like that, Aaron? Running backs? I mean, the Cowboys had... Well, who, whose brother was that? Was, was that Zeke's or who was the who was the one guy from Ohio State that was the br- the running back that was the brother of somebody else on the team? Um, you remember his name was Rod Smith, and he was the brother of somebody else on the team. Oh, oh, Jalen Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Cowboys had the linebacker, Jalen Smith, and his brother, Rod Smith. But as far as, like, running backs, that is ex- that is very, very rare something like that would happen. So we'll keep an eye on that. And then, uh, Aaron, did you see anything, the latest, um, uh, let's see. Oh, the, the Dolphins' top two receivers were absent from practice today. Um Tyreek was limited. Obviously, he left Wednesday because his house was on fire. And uh, that was a scary deal. And that was not the ankle issue that had him out. It was his house burning down. And so, you know, uh, tough deal there. Jalen Waddell did not play last Sunday because of an ankle injury and has not practiced this week. Yeah, he's, uh, Xavier and Howard from – oh, go ahead, Aaron. Well, I was going to say with Waddle, it's the dreaded high ankle sprain, which means mm. even if he does come back, he's going to be really limited for the rest of the year. Just mm. not enough time to rest it. You know, if it's mm-hmm. – when you get that mm-hmm. high ankle, it just – the only, only way to get it better is to rest, and they don't have time. Xavier and Howard, Baylor's own, the cornerback, um, didn't practice with a foot. Bradley Chubb has that knee. I think he's out in the air and for the rest of the year, we've been told. And then uh, running back uh, Raheem Mostert uh, with a knee and ankle were all out of practice. I thought Chubb's uh, injury, Aaron, was pretty fairly serious. Oh, yeah. Knee. they uh, right? Yeah. yeah. It, uh, late last night or early today, they did say that Chubb's injury was a torn ACL, so he's out okay. for the season. Okay, okay. Um, all right. And Aaron, did you have another, uh, one last one? Or are you good? I was just going to, uh, the uh, fire at Tyreek Hill's house mm-hmm. uh, yesterday was started by a child with a lighter, according mm-hmm. to the fire marshal mm-hmm. who was on hand. But luckily no one was hurt. No humans, no pets. So uh, uh, mostly good news oh, from the fire at gosh. Tyreek Hill's house yesterday. It was his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, said it was limited to one small section of the house. And as I said, there were no injuries. All right. That is great. No injuries. And uh, I think, Aaron, they, they were talking about it, it. You know, movie theater. I mean, this is one of the 
those houses that's just a monstrous house, and it's got everything in the world <laughs> in it, and I looked for like a bad fire, so maybe it was limited to one part of the house, but it was a very significant part of the house that was uh, that was burning down. Um, and uh, all right, it is. Uh, oh, Aaron, I love this time of year. By the way, the PGA Tour is back. Yeah, and we do have Colin Morikawa leading uh, Kapalua, the plantation course that always starts in Hawaii. And so we do have the PGA back. Uh, uh, Shoffley, uh, Xander Shoffley is second at six under as we speak. Love. Love the PGA Tour, even though they've taken they're taking uh, the Saudis or taking all our great golfers away from us. I still love the PGA Tour. All right, four twenty, major interview with John Jacobs, Baylor. Um, you know Baylor's uh, associate head coach. Always great to catch up with Coach Jacobs. But next, um, let's react a little bit and let's hear. What um, had Nikki Collin a little on edge after last night's big victory over number 23 TCU? That is next. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders live from FedEx Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. 
sofa doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley and uh, John Jacobs will join us at 420. Uh, Baylor's associate head basketball coach. And um, he's, he's great. He'll be a lot of fun. He's a great friend and just a good dude. Bears were losing to TCU last night. The Horn Frogs came in and were, you know, they'd been talking a little bit, been kind of excited. Uh they they get a lead 26-22 at the half. I got to say I was kind of I was kind of a little concerned with what the Bears were doing. Just weren't scoring a lot, turning the ball over. I mean, it just it just wasn't looking great and um and they just flipped the script, just killed TCU in the second half. Went at 71 to 50. Bellafont Leroy, I mean, I think that has to be a career high. 21 points. She was deadly from deep. Just every time I looked, somebody was flying the ball out her to the corner. My my just my favorite player on the team is Yaya Felder. Love watching her. She can score. She can get her own shot. She can get to the bucket. She can pull up. I mean, she can hit the three, and she's a tremendous passer. Only two assists last night, but, I mean, she can thread the needle. I I love what I'm seeing. I mean, she played 15 minutes in that game, and she had 13 points. I mean, she just had a big impact on the game. Aaron, I have to always kind of think to myself, now, who – who is this? Uh, TCU had that 6-7 player out there, Sedona Prince. She scored 21 in the game. I mean, they made her work for it. She's a good player. She really is. She'd been killing everybody else. She'd been averaging about 25 points a game. I thought they played her okay. 
I mean, I, I thought Baylor's defense was okay on her. I really did. She's a she's huge. Aaron, at some point, Baylor, I kept looking up. I was watching the game last night, and I would see a number 25. And I got to say, I was kind of like, wait, I – because I, Kyla Abraham's a big, you know, I've been a huge fan of hers and tried to champion her cause. And Aaron, when when we see 25, who we're looking at is Letty uh, Vasconcelos, um, and I think she is Brazilian. Anyway, um, played five minutes, and she's six seven, so she is somebody. You can kind of throw out there that can combat the size of opposing teams. So maybe we'll see more and more of her. Um, TCU just kind of, you know, they 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 just fell apart second half. Part of it was they just got run off the floor. Sarah Andrews with 16. Yaya, as I mentioned, with 13. Jada Walker with um, 7. I, a lot of different people had, you know, a good number of assists. Bugs did, had an uncharacteristic uh, slow night in terms of scoring, only had four points. Same with Dre Edwards. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of shocked when I see her end up in a game with only two points. But uh, Bella just was massive for the Bears. And, Aaron, if you shoot, Bears shot 25 threes hit 13 of them, that's going to be a winning formula. If you can, if you can make uh, uh, anywhere in the neighborhood of like 8 to 13 threes per game, I mean, that's a huge winning formula. Uh, TCU was 2 for 16 from three-point range. Um, I, I I think Madison Connor hit one of them. I, I mean, I, I just I remember thinking, man, they can't shoot. And um, Bears were 52% from three-point range. So great from three-point, two-point range. They struggled a little bit. In fact, shot uh, from the field, they were 39%, 100% from the free-throw line. Didn't get to the line a ton, but did hit all eight, eight for eight. And uh, I, the rebounds were about the same between the two teams. Bears did better. Uh, turnovers, the great news for the Bears they went from 22 turnovers down to 13. TCU turned the ball over 19 times. TCU doesn't have depth. They've got six pretty good players. They don't really have anything after that. And so I guess the Bears kind of wore them down. But honestly, third quarter, they just they just completely turned up the pressure. Um, and uh, But Aaron, I thought, I thought we would listen to Nikki for a second. Um, Nikki, after the game... Let it be known that uh, they were they heard some of the things the frogs had been saying. This is uh, Nikki Collin uh, moments after the game on ESPN Central Texas. It's an interesting thing. Like I'm a big believer, and and let our play do the talking, you know. And and I want our players to leave here and be confident, and and be confident in who and what we are. 
Um, but there was there was a lot said about how they were going to beat us um, in the press in their press conferences and how they were going to beat us in Texas and you know a lot of personal shots um, and I just that made it a little bigger for me like I'm someone that I understand these are kids and they're confident and they they came in with swag um, but it felt a little better you know and it, it it just goes to show you it's about it's about between the lines you know and always respecting your opponent and saying the right things and and being respectful and it's not like I don't think Mark Campbell thought we were a good team um, but you know it became a little personal when some shots were fired <laughs> oh man <laughs> Aaron that's that's what this rivalry Baylor TCU sometimes we're like ah kind of needs to get back to being what it was, I mean, the men are, are pretty good again for a while. Baylor just, you know, dominated them in basketball. Football got heated up for a while. It's a little – football's a little weird right now because both teams were down this year. I think TCU just kind of ran away with it. From, um, wait, let me think, Aaron. I'm, I'm thinking back through all the, sadly, Baylor's losses this year. Did the Frogs kind of take care of business against the Bears? I feel like they did, didn't they? Pulled away kind of big time. Anyway, it it, it was uh, not as competitive as it needed to be, and um, these are good. These are good things. TCU comes in; they're feeling good about themselves. They're talking a little bit, and um, I mean, Nikki, she uses this kind of stuff, and I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Does Nikki have rabbit ears a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year she heard people she needed, she felt like she needed to address that people were doubting her a little bit. And uh, she responded, and they had a huge win late in the season against Texas. And in this instance, apparently TCU had been talking it up, and and uh, and it got Nikki's attention. So I don't I don't mind that so much if if it bothers you. Um, and you know, again, she, she I think Nikki interpreted it as somewhat disrespectful. And I think the Bears came out in that second half. And let's see, Aaron, twenty-two points in the first half. They end up winning that game, seventy-one to fifty. So, I mean, they went from 22 to 49 points in the second half. TCU ends up going from 26, end up with 51. So, basically scored, what, 25 points. Just got crushed. Got crushed in the second half. Uh, 49-25. If you're going to talk a lot, you probably felt good in the locker room up 26-22. You better come out. You better you better take care of business. Uh, crowd looked good. I was watching this game. I uh, wanted to get the, the TV angle and see what the place looked like on TV. Camera angles a little strange, but uh, hopefully get all that figured out. But uh, the the venue to me, the Foster Pavilion, I I've loved being in there. I really have. So I'm sure people can have complaints or thoughts or whatever you can continue to weigh in 
1660. That's 254 662 1660. What did you think? Concessions, you know, getting to your seat, uh, all of that kind of stuff. What what did you what did you think about it? What was your experience like? We had our the woman who runs our Facebook, Erin Courtney, went to the game last night. She was sharing her thoughts with me. Um, so anyway, interesting to hear what everybody thinks. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside the associate head coach of the uh, uh, for men's basketball, John Jacobs, joins us next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their Big 12 opener Saturday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Drive into the new year with confidence and excitement during the Start Something New Sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get incredible deals on our entire selection of new Ram trucks, Jeeps, SUVs, Chrysler sedans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed. More value, more selection, more service, more trade-in allowance, and even more competitive financing. Hurry in and start 2024 with a bang. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. In-store or online at allensamuelsdcj.com and make it un forgettable. How about serving delicious Central Texas-style barbecue and all the fixings at your next catering event? Hellberg Barbecue caters all-size events from small birthday parties to large corporate gatherings of over 800 people and full-service weddings, including appetizers, charcuterie tables, and more. And they feature a catering rewards program for repeat customers, including a rebate on additional jobs, plus a rebate on new catering jobs referred to Hellberg. Learn more at hellbergbarbecue.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. So I have been in the operating room most of my career watching people have orthopedic surgery, watching people get knees replaced, hips replaced, shoulders fixed, and I knew there had to be a better way. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director for QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in non-invasive regenerative treatments for pain relief. I see so many people who could have been helped before they got to the operating room if only they had known about regenerative medicine. Q- 
QC Kinetics, a natural alternative that uses your body's own healing properties to help restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing long-lasting relief without drugs, surgery, or downtime. Well, it feels great when I do get to see somebody who we help, who I know I kept out of the operating room. It's amazing how we change people's lives without surgery. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. John Jacobs now set to join us from Baylor men's basketball, the associate uh, head coach over there, uh, co-associate head coach for Baylor men's basketball. John, uh, welcome back to the Mosley Show as we've had these two fun days of opening up the new uh, venue, the new basketball arena, Foster Pavilion. Uh, It was fun to see you down there on the bench. I hope uh, you like those seats and everything kind of met your specifications. But uh, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, I think it was a great day. And in that regard, two days in a row for uh, Baylor's basketball, men and women's. And uh, I thought the Foster was special. And, uh, you know, Scott's been here over 20 years. And I think it's kind of like an exclamation point on the rebuilding process. And it's an extension of uh, not only his success, but the girls' success. You got to say they've won three national championships in that span and uh, a top five program in the country for sure. So it just feels good to have a new home and have the fans fill it up. Uh, It was a special evening. Did you realize at any point that – Bill Gates was sitting behind you. I know you're very focused. I was down there working the courtside, uh, saying hello to some people, and certainly I was not able to get your attention down there. But uh, did you at least turn around at some point and give Bill Gates a wave? I did not. I was told he was in the building, so I was aware that he was there. Uh, uh-huh. Honestly, anytime somebody like that shows up, there's a lot of security, and you just kind of hear that they're in the building. I did not know he sat right behind the bench until after the game. And uh, Scott sent some pictures out to the coaching staff and to some recruits. And I, I thought, man, apparently I'm a little bit too locked in. That's something that's uh, slid right over my head. But uh, he had some great seats, I'll tell you that. And he brought up how good our seats are, uh, you know, sitting in the front row for 
that experience was a special day, one of the best in my career for sure. All right, what stands out the most about uh, the the pavilion as you kind of get to know it, and and you got you want to get in there as a coach, and I'm sure the players were excited, and Ray J said he loved the video boards and was watching those the whole time. What uh, what about the uh, what really stands out to you the most when uh, I know you've been in there and y'all have had a chance to tour it, but getting out there for a shoot around and and kind of starting to figure things out and then kind of looking up, um, I'm just kind of curious what stands out to you about uh, about Foster Pavilion. Yeah, I'm sure people have different opinions on the size of it, but I was at Gonzaga. And, you know, they're known as one of the top 10 uh, kind of college atmospheres for game days on a consistent basis, on an annual basis. And they're about 6,500. So I've come from a gym that was smaller and yet was considered a top 10 home environment. So for us to go from the Farrell down to 7,500, you always wonder how that's going to feel. And I thought they hit a home run there, not just with putting the students on the floor and the students in the band behind the basket where the other team is shooting second half. I thought that was a great moment when they missed two free throws and the place erupted. You could really hear it. And then not just downsizing to the right size, but the verticality of it I thought was elite. And then when you get there and with the team, uh, kind of as an offensive guy, you know me, you want to see what the lighting is and what the backdrop is for our shooting. And uh, the guys adjusted really quick. I think the lighting's beautiful. And uh, not just the scoreboards, which are great also, but just the shooter's gym and the backdrop I thought was really, really special. And I thought they did a great job with the floor and the color of it. Uh, overall, I just think the architecture is like a home run. Um, so we just need to make it home. We need to get as many chances as we can to practice in there. But it's a shooter's gym with a lot of students on the floor, and the verticality of it, I think, just makes it feel shrunk and loud, and it's going to be a special place. I liked seeing one of the Baylor players, or no, actually it was a TCU player last night. I don't like seeing them make a bucket, but – it did make me think they were pretty soft rims. Like that ball, I don't know if you were, I don't know how much of the game you got to see last night, but like there was one three pointer where it bounced way up and it bounced around and then it went in. Uh, so it does seem, but that's interesting you to call it a shooter's gym. What, what about that background? What makes for a good background? I know what makes for a bad background, and that's those huge stadiums that you'll, ha- you'll have to play in sometimes in the NCAA tournament as the games get bigger you get in football stadiums and those things can be tough because it's not the normal backdrop but walk me through in your mind what makes for a good like shooter's backdrop yeah I think you hit it right on the head those voided backgrounds where it's like a hundred yards behind the basket there's nothing And then the gradual raise in certain gyms, the gradual background can be rough. Verticality actually helps because it gives this backdrop to the backboard. That's that's really great as a shooter. And then not just that, I think the lighting is like a home run if you're on the floor. If you saw some of the pictures afterwards, like with the media and stuff, I think it just photographs beautifully because of the lighting. But shooting-wise, it helps. And then Scott and I were talking when we were shooting there for the first day when they let us in to kind of get ready for the game against Cornell. Uh, It's like an NBA rim. Like there's spots on the front and the side of it that are soft. But if you hit the back of that rim, that thing will bounce off like back to the free throw line, especially if you shoot a three. 
we call it long shots, long rebounds. Um, so there's a lot of soft spots on the rim. Um, we were even debating, do we loosen it up a little for a home court advantage, but we decided to keep it as it was. And uh, there's plenty of soft spots on it, but the back is definitely uh, that back rim and bounce can get you. But it's a great shooter spot for all the reasons you said. And uh, I, I just think the verticality of it makes it that old Midwest field house. And, uh, you know, as a Midwest guy from Chicago, there's just something about that, that Indiana high school gym, those those vertical gyms uh, are special to shoot in. What was the coolest Chicago area gym that you recall? I, I, I've not seen where Northwestern plays. Um, I've not seen where DePaul plays, but I was just kind of trying to think, or University of Chicago or Chicago State or something like that. What, what, what's one in your mind in that part of the country that really stands out. I mean, obviously you get in Indiana and you got Hinkle and some different places, but what, what's one where you grew up around that you remember just thinking, man, this is awesome. Yeah. For me, it's probably not based on how cool it is, but DePaul has a new facility in Northwestern updated theirs recently. But when I was young, we went to the Rosemont horizon. It was just outside mm. the city. And my first basketball game was actually DePaul versus Loyola when DePaul was really good. And uh, coach Meyer just passed away recently mm-hmm. in the last week or so and his dad's teams and his teams were a part of my youth and uh to go to the rosemont horizon was like a special thing they also used to host ncaa tournaments so my dad and i would go to the ncaa tournaments when they were at the rosemont uh we've got a chicago hot dog stand nearby chicago pizza place nearby so that's kind of uh, a memory for me and my father uh, they don't call it the rosemont horizon anymore but uh in my childhood that was kind of the place where I had the biggest affection for those memories. Coach Peterson said it was like the Dayton, who were they, the Flyers? And I think his dad was like either a huge Dayton fan or something like that or or associated with it somehow. And I think that's where he grew up going to games. And so yeah, it was. Yeah, Coach P and I just talked about that because uh, uh-huh. he was friends with Coach Meyer and we were discussing kind of the history of that in a staff meeting. And, Coach Drew's family knew them because obviously his dad was a coach in the Midwest at Valpo and they knew each other. And Coach P said, Dayton is for sure. I was a high school coach in Ohio, you know, a while ago. That's where I started. And you go to a Dayton game and sold out all the time. It's a really special place. I would put it in that Gonzaga mold. Like there's never a night it's not sold out. So we're trying to get the foster like that. I think this semester is going to be like that, which is, is really special. But when Coach P was a kid, it was Dayton for him for sure. When did Gonzaga become known as the Kennel? Was that like, did that happen quickly just because of their nickname? And it just seemed like a fun name or like how, how do you, do you remember like where that came from? Yeah, I wasn't there, but when you get there, they kind of make you learn the the history of it. And there's a guy who wrote a book about the history of Gonzaga. When they made that Elite Eight run and Dan Munson was the head coach, they immediately kind of built a new building attached to the old one. And they use the old one for like a practice facility and volleyball team. But the new one, they, they labeled the kennel. And then Dan Munson went to Minnesota and took that job. And that's when Mark Few took over. So as Mark Few came in after that Elite Eight run, that initial one, uh, there was a new building going in. And uh, the kennel is kind of stuck. I think it just comes from them being the Bulldogs and uh, them putting the students on the floor, the dancing and the routines and the kind of things they had memorized about being a student at Gonzaga, the sleeping outside in the snow the night before a game. I think all that just kind of goes to getting inside where it's warm, being loud and active, and celebrating Gonzaga basketball in the kennel. But uh, 
that came after their initial E8 run, mm-hmm. and then Mark took over with the new gym. Those students over there behind the bench, I feel like I need to educate them on some things to say, you know, that don't cross the line, <laughs> but kind of work right up against the line. So there's probably some things I could talk to them about. But putting them down there was going to be a lot of fun. I can't believe there were as many students at y'all's game Tuesday against Cornell. That's crazy because the students are out of school right now. So I don't know who those kids were, honestly. I mean, yeah, we were so encouraged. They're Baylor students from Dallas and Houston, but we were so encouraged that the student tickets sold out and that the student section was actually filled up with students. I mean, that's an unbelievable job by our athletic department and the students as a whole. I thought they were going to give them away to people just to kind of fill the seats. And then the moment the doors open, you actually saw a line of students walk in like almost 90 minutes before the game. And if that doesn't encourage you, I don't know what does. So it just feels great to have a home court advantage. And I just think that thing is going to, there's going to be something to it that's special and unique and Baylor specific and uh, the students getting behind it and actually being there 90 minutes early. I think you were there early. There's like a buzz. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a buzz that happens when you play Kansas on game day or you play these special Saturday games in the Feral. But that was a, a Christmas break buzz where the students were in, se- in session and yet the student section was sold out. I mean, that mm-hmm. an absolute home run by Mac Rhodes and the athletic department. Yeah, some, some venues students have a buzz when they arrive. But not. not <laughs> I'm going to let you say that out loud. This okay. is your radio show, but uh, <laughs> you may or may not be wrong. Um, but I think ours just came happy because they had a new building. <laughs> That's right. What did you think, John Jacobs, with us on the Matt Mosley Show, Baylor Associate Head Coach, uh, Men's Basketball? What What did you think of the way the players performed in what was one of those games where everybody was kind of looking around and it was an event and all of that? How, how did you think? Uh, and they had that one lull where Cornell made a bit of a run in the second half, but uh, seemed to play pretty well for the most part. What did you think about the focus of the players? Because that's not easy to open a new building, all the excitement and craziness that has to do with that. But it seemed like they were, you know, on point fairly early in the game. Yeah, there's this emotional, you know, outburst when you get into that situation. I thought Langston's first three was a big deal. Eve kind of carried us through the first couple misses just by getting offensive rebound putbacks. He was fantastic early on. And actually when Miro came in and hit those two threes, I thought mm. the rim kind of loosened up and everybody saw the ball go in. And then we had 60-plus points early on in that second half and then came out hot in the first three minutes. And then I just think maybe the emotion in the low, we had a, a down seven minutes. And uh, during that stretch, I think once we got out of that, Ray J really just facilitated ourselves back into really good shots. And, um, you know, everybody played a role. Jacoby was great. I thought Jalen Bridges played as fundamentally solid a game as he has all year with the five assists and no turnovers. And, uh, you know, if you're complaining about 135 points per 100 possessions and it doesn't feel right when we score 98, then that probably means we've got some upside on the offensive end. But once that emotion died, I thought we hit that seven-minute low. And then you got to give Cornell some credit. That's an older team, one that I think mm-hmm. is a top 100 in the net ranking and much better than maybe the average fan understands. They're going to do really well in the Ivy, and they just didn't quit. And uh, that's good for us. Right before Big 12 play, that's probably the ideal opponent. You want to bring somebody in that's going to challenge you enough that so when you go on the road against Oak State, uh, you felt a little down low where you had to work yourself back out of it. So I thought that was a good step overall and good scheduling by Coach P and Coach Drew to put us in a little harder game right before the Big 12. 
Yeah, you don't. You, you got to thread the needle on that, don't you? You don't want like yeah. a crazy hard game, but though, that was a good team. I told you that number thirty, I kind of liked, and number fifteen doesn't do anything but just launch threes. Like I would have enjoyed that being recruited like that. Just hey, you, we don't need you to dribble or really do anything except just launch from twenty-five feet. Now, of course, you have to be able to make those to get that role. I like that coach, by the way, from Cornell. He was kind of fun to talk to after the game. And he even said that about one of his players. He said, hey, he knows his role, and he knows he's not supposed to go dribble or try to score in the lane. His his one thing to do is space the floor. And I think there's something to be said for that. What do you think about the, uh, Miro? I mean, I, I, that was so great. He, he was feeding off the crowd. He hits. He went kind of for a heat check, almost hit three straight threes. Um, how's he handled, you know, not getting a ton of minutes, but you know, what's he like in practice? And, and obviously if he's going to come in and shoot like that, he's going to earn more minutes. You know, things happen and there's an up and down to it and it doesn't happen to every freshman, but it happens to a lot of freshmen. And I just think that he and his family deserve a lot of credit because as you wait to be ready, you can wait in a complaining mode, and then when you get your chance, you waste it. Or you can wait in professional fashion, which he has, and then when you get your chance, you take advantage of it. And what you do when no one's looking, and then the spirit you have in your head and your heart when you're going through something that isn't easy, sometimes the light comes on, and what what happens when your squeeze gets exposed. And uh, as he's come out of that maybe freshman squeeze, you saw – what was exposed was that he's a good player and he's got good body language and he can, he can give us stuff in big moments. And when we need it, he can make shots and defensively he's improved and taken a step. And, you know, in this day and age of transferring and everything else and kids thinking about the future too much and trying to get out of college so fast, Eric Spolster was at an interview the other day and he said, sometimes like they, they drafted Hakez because he was at UCLA for longer than he wanted to be. And they trusted that he could work through hard stuff. And, you know, I think we've got a bunch of guys going through that because our depth is so good. And Miro just happened to be the one that showed it that night. But others have shown it throughout the year. And um, when you're deep, you got to learn to root for each other and stay ready. And he just happened to be the guy that night. All right, what do you – tell me about Oklahoma State. They've struggled this season. They've dropped a couple of those, I think, at least one bye game type situation. Um, but you never know. I mean, you all faced a team in Michigan State. Hate to bring up a bad topic, but – that had struggled, and y'all kind of ran into a buzzsaw there in Detroit. I've talked to Scott about his scheduling uh, <laughs> on some of that, but what what do you make of uh, what do you make of Oklahoma State? Kind of where have they struggled, and and what what do you worry about the most with with that team, especially in that arena, which can be a very tough place to play? Yeah, they they do a good job, and I think. To put in the context, I think sometimes people look at their app or ESPN app or they look at Twitter and they see, oh, Oklahoma State lost. But what they don't understand is they've had some injuries. Bryce Thompson, their leading scorer, has only played in 10 of the 13 games. I think that was linked to some of the losses. Their point guard, small, missed the game. So I think injuries led to some of the early struggles, and people just don't pick up on that. It's football season. They see the scores and they move on because they've won five in a row. And when they're healthy – uh, they've shown that they can win games. And they also show that they can do it at home. So when that backcourt is, is strong 
and you've got 30 minutes from Williams and Bryce Thompson is himself and healthy and small, who's taken a huge step forward. He's leader in points and field goal attempts and three-point attempts and free-throw attempts and assists. You got that three-headed monster with the two athletes in Daly Jr. and Garrison. They're a good basketball team. And the two young kids, Garrison and Daly, they're freshmen. I think they'll probably make that second semester leap. Some people thought Daly Jr. was going to be a lottery pick coming out of high school. He played with Keontae at IMG. He was just one year behind. So they have talent. What they needed was some health. And when you see the ball go in at home for five straight games and you win five in a row, I'm sure they're going to be much more confident maybe than they were when they were struggling with injuries. So, so much of this is where kids' heads are at, when and how you schedule your games, and how healthy you are. And I think Oak State's actually in a healthy spot right now. So we're going to have to give them our best. Uh, Coach New is doing a great job with the scout. Uh, we understand how hard it is to win a road game in the Big 12. And uh, after that Michigan State and Duke road game situation, I think our guys have learned that you can't just be ready. You have to be over-ready. And... Um, the attention to detail and the aggression has to go up. So this is a good challenge for us, and Oak State will be better than people think. Yeah, that's not; those are not neutral courts. I mean, technically, maybe they call that a neutral court deals. But yeah, you are in New York though, City. If you think that was neutral, then <laughs> I think yeah, I think you'd be missing the point. I think the eighteen thousand Duke fans probably yeah. uh, made that quite a home game. That's what I explained to somebody. I said, "You see these Baylor people around here." They all went to Baylor. <laughs> There's not a lot. <laughs> oh, man, Duke Duke had that place uh, filled. But Baylor actually represented pretty well, I thought. In fact, uh, had about 1,000 fans in there and got, got yeah. kind of, at times, jumped into the game. Y'all were up 54-48. Um, we were, you know, the Bears, I was there uh, with the family. We were very excited. So I thought uh, some good moments in that game. What do you tell these freshmen, the transfers, to get them ready for Big 12 play, um, how do you kind of prepare them? Because you can't be truly prepared until you get thrown into it. But what do you – because they've been in some tough spots already. We were just talking about them. But what do you say to them about the Big 12 to kind of try to mentally prepare them for this conference slate as you get rolling here Saturday? Yeah, I think, Scott, you know, when you're the head coach of a – team like Baylor, you're you're gonna you gotta be good at multiple things. You gotta be a great CEO, you've got to understand fundraising, you've gotta be a GM with NIL. But you've also got to be a motivator. And I just think there's something about going to Big Twelve play where motivation is important. But then you gotta motivate them with they're not overhyped. The stats and the analytics kinda of tell a story and they can paint a picture for the guys of how important certain things are. And then the guy doing the scout, the speeches and the explanations that Coach New is doing is important also. It all kind of ties together. But for us, really great teams, the one that win the Big 12, they're not coach-led, they're player-led. So Jalen Bridges spoke today. He's got the most minutes in the Big 12 games, and uh, he addressed the team. Coach New asked him to talk to them. And then you're going to have to have some guys just really quick learn what it means to be in the Big 12. Like we're going to need Ray J as our point guard to – step up and step forward in a leadership role and just not let things go. Langston has been here and watched John as he's going through the ups and downs of his knee and some other things. He he has so much experience that he can give to the guys. So you can choose to sit over there or you can choose to cheer and coach over there. So even the environment of your own bench matters. So we're going to put this on the coaches some. It's our job. But you get really great when you become a player-led team. And so some of the challenges needs to be on them. And, uh, 
you know, maybe we missed that a little bit as we played our first two road games, but I think we're going to be better prepared for, for this stretch. John, I'm excited. Two o'clock Saturday there in Stillwater, and uh, that'll be fun. Get in there, get some shots up. I love that Ray J floater. I know he's got good float game. He can post up as well. But, man, there was one coming right at me where the media seats were. I'm right behind the basket back there. I had a good view, by the way, of Scooby and Christian, the halftime act. I don't know if you heard about that. There were some lots of I heard of good, a little uh, bit about my, from my family afterwards. But I'm, I've learned something about you. You like guys who only shoot threes and don't dribble, and you like floaters. So um, that's two things I learned about you today. Now, I, I didn't – I had more to my game than just the three, but I sort of appreciate – a coach who just who just calls that what it is like we tell this guy on our team not to do anything else but stand out here and shoot threes like he is not to go trying to dribble in there and I think that's important for some players to to know their roles you have some very very versatile players but occasionally you know probably they get ahead of themselves but uh uh but the Ray J there's something about that floater though that was just like I, it, it brought me back to some of those guys from like the '70s or '80s. There was like a, there was like an Earl Monroe like aspect to it. It just kind of had a gorgeous kind of uh, feel to it. So anyway, I just thought I would, I would share that with you. I was, I was moved by that particular teardrop or floater. Good. Mm-hmm. All right, um, John. Take it easy. Safe travels. Tell everybody in Stillwater hello, and then we'll we'll get ready for the the Mormons to come to town. Yeah, I appreciate you and all you do for us, and I hope we see you next Tuesday when BYU's here. But I think we're going to focus on Oak State first, and then just take them one at a time. But uh, yeah, I can't get over how special Foster was, and it's our job to win games, so that just maintains you know the, the energy that's going in the right direction. So we're going to try to do that. All right, there he goes. John Jakus, the associate head uh, men's coach for Baylor basketball as they prepare for a first conference game and then we'll turn around and host BYU on Tuesday evening. Every Tuesday at the Pavilion. I kind of like that. So far, that's the way it is. Had the opener and now another Tuesday game with our LDS friends coming to town and uh, that that team will be on a mission. All right, it is time for the... uh, Oh, something we do called Campus Confidential. That is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Second and five at the Detroit 8. Only heard here. Here. Snap to Prescott, standing and looking and throwing right. All season. Brandon Cooks! Touchdown, Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from FedEx Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys and Commanders, Sunday afternoon at 2, here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, 
we're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. All-Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All-Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. How about serving delicious Central Texas-style barbecue and all the fixins at your next catering event? Hellberg Barbecue caters all-size events from small birthday parties to large corporate gatherings of over 800 people and full-service weddings, including appetizers, charcuterie tables, and more. And they feature a catering rewards program for repeat customers, including a rebate on additional jobs, plus a rebate on new catering jobs referred to Hellberg. Learn more at hellbergbarbecue.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley with Aaron Sexton here? Big 5 o'clock hour plan for you. Really good stuff from John Jacobs. I love what he was talking about with uh, – 
Miro Little, the freshman who hasn't played a ton this year, came in from Finland, and how he's uh, waited his turn in a professional fashion. And then last night, got an opportunity to play a little bit, extended minutes, uh, two nights ago, that is, and uh, hit two threes and looked really good. Pulled up, almost hit another one, almost had three three-pointers. But uh, Miro Little has not maybe played as much as he had hoped early in the season. But, man, he is electric and a uh, scorer and um, always looking for extra punch off the bench. Langston Love comes off the bench and does a really nice job as a six-man. And uh, he hit a big three to kind of get the Bears going early in that game. But it was uh, Miro Little who provided a, a huge spark for the Bears. And I thought uh, Coach Jacobs had some really interesting things to share about him. And then we talked about Ray J as well. And then, Aaron, I thought uh, I thought Coach Jacobs' uh, comments on, you know, this, this gym having a Midwest-type feel to it uh, where he grew up in the Chicago area and going to Rosemont Horizon building and seeing DePaul and Loyola play. Those uh, for people from that part of the world, that's a huge thing. And Aaron, as we were kids, we were watching, you know, Ray Meyer and then Joey Meyer. Joey just died sadly at age 74, but Joey played for Ray, really good player, in fact, and and then took over as head coach. The Meyers, uh, father and son, Meyer coached at DePaul for going on a combined like 30 or 35 years, and uh, that is, uh, of course, where. Uh, Mark Aguirre came from, Terry Cummings, um, some big-time players back when DePaul. And sadly, they've been pretty bad in recent years. But, man, they used to be a great, great program uh, uh, for uh, there in the Chicagoland area. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? Brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, which uh, the Turner family Right there, they have the concourse named after them at the new Foster Pavilion. That's really cool to see that. Uh, I love having them a part of the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron, what do you have for us? After record ratings for the NCAA Women's Tournament, the NCAA Softball Championship, and the NCAA Baseball Championship, the NCAA has a new eight-year deal with ESPN. It covers 40 championships domestically 21 women's 19 men's it doesn't include men's basketball along with the international rights to the division one men's basketball tournament it's worth 115 million dollars annually that's almost three times the old deal which was around 40 million dollars annually for those same rights an ncaa spokesman also confirmed that production and marketing costs assumed by espn would be around 25 percent more on top of the annual value all right, I think that's great news, and um, we've seen really good ratings around some of that. I think, uh, uh, you know, like when it comes to, like, softball, Aaron, isn't it funny how, like, we always say, oh, man, we need more parity. We need more, we need, like, you know, and maybe that is true in, like, uh, women's basketball. Maybe it's been good for UConn not to just be constantly dominant. But haven't you noticed that in uh, softball, some of those ratings, like everybody watching to see if anybody could ever knock off Oklahoma, yeah. and, of course, the Bears beat them last year, actually helps. You know, I, I just think when you have, like, the big bad villain, that helps your sport. 
It's not a bad thing. And in the NFL, we're always begging for, oh, more parity. We want it to where anybody can win. And the truth of the matter is, Aaron, I know the ratings are fine, but, man, there's a lot of kind of like, you know, average, mediocre. Like even the good teams aren't that great this year in the NFL. Hmm. Like we, you and I have had this discussion. We don't even know. It's impossible right now to say, like, is there a great team in the NFC? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Maybe the Niners, but that's that's about it. And then everybody else is just kind of like not that far. You know, it's a weird conference right now. But that's great news for uh, women's athletics. I have some uh, breaking non-college news. We talked okay. about uh, Dalvin Cook earlier. He is signing with the Baltimore Ravens, according to Adam Schefter. Just two days after he was released by the Jets, he is going to uh, help the Ravens with their backfield problems. They've had a number of injuries. They lost multiple starters to injuries so far this year. And uh, really very thin with just uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill left at the position. Well, I was hoping he would team up with his brother. I thought James Cook and Dalvin Cook in the same backfield would be kind of fun. But uh, Dalvin was not out there for long. He did clear waivers. And as expected, he signs with the Ravens. And this does feel like the rich getting richer type situation. Because the Ravens, for all their injury stuff they've had, they do appear to be the best team in the NFL. Although, I, again, I, I think doubt the Chiefs at your own peril. <laughs> I know they've been inconsistent, but, I, you know, I'm not going to be shocked if, if we look up and the Chiefs are playing in the AFC title game. Kansas State is promoting offensive line coach Connor Riley to offensive coordinator. Also adding former Texas Tech and Utah State head coach Matt Wells as a co-coordinator for the offense. Wells, who spent the past two seasons as an offensive analyst for Oklahoma, will coach Kansas State's quarterbacks and serve as associate head coach. Kansas State is replacing Colin Klein, the former Wildcats quarterback and Heisman Trophy finalist who left to become Texas A&M's offensive coordinator. You know, this one's interesting because Matt's name came up with Dave Aranda with the opening at Baylor's office coordinator and coach Aranda and Matt Wells became very good friends when they were both on the Utah state staff years ago, Matt Wells ended up becoming the head coach there, had a lot of success and then moved on to Texas tech. He'll also coach quarterbacks at Kansas state and Aaron, how fun is that? That uh, he'll, he'll inherit Avery Johnson. So he goes from being an analyst at OU after being the head coach at Tech, and he's now kind of back in the game as a co-offensive coordinator. And uh, who knows, maybe he'll get another chance at some point to be a head coach. Uh, Again, I don't think it was – I don't know if it was totally fair what happened to him with uh, the Red Raiders, but, of course, a lot of people got caught up in the pandemic and all that all the, the, the bad stuff that came from that. But he was fired during the 2021 season from Texas Tech. And now he uh, moves on to K-State. Pretty good hire, I mean, I think. I, I think certainly his background 
would uh, would seemingly give him a lot of credibility. I think he'll do a nice job for Coach Kleiman. We talked about LSU and North Carolina firing their defensive coordinators yesterday. Oklahoma did it today. Ted Roof is out after two seasons. He joined Brent Venerable's staff in 2022 at, after working alongside him at Clemson. This year, Oklahoma tied for 46 nationally in points allowed at 23.5 points per game, which was a significant improvement from 2022 when the Sooners finished 90th at 30 points a game, but apparently it was not enough <sighs> for him to keep his job. He was offered another position on staff and basically told Venerables thanks but no thanks because he wanted mm-hmm. to keep coaching. Yeah, um, Coach Roof, from what I could tell, I saw a picture of him during the game. First of all, Aaron, during that bowl game, Coach Roof tried to go use the restroom, and there was a, <laughs> there was a change while he was gone. Like the Oklahoma fumbled to where they had immediately went back on defense, and they showed him during the game a picture of him arriving back at his seat, like kind of caught off guard by that. I'm not saying that had anything to do with this, but I thought it was kind of unfair. Like, I'm sure that's happened to not just Coach Roof, but during the broadcast they made a big to-do of him. Coach Roof was at the bathroom. And then his team went back on defense, and he wasn't there. You know, it's not like, like it he... can't be the first time that's ever happened. He didn't mean to miss a play. He just the guy had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's not like he went in there like was dilly dallying on the phone or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty ridiculous. wasn't in there like reading or checking stats or something. He was just trying to go use the bathroom. Coach Roof, the man deserves more respect than that. ESPN or whoever was calling that game. Um, yeah, Ted Roof, Aaron, I believe you called him. And I and I just remember in that game thinking, I mean, I follow college football pretty closely, and I thought, I don't, I don't remember hearing that Ted Roof was their defensive coordinator. I don't remember and now either. he is out. <laughs> he has white hair. He's an older gentleman. I like, and I like a good white-headed guy. I mean, he's a good guy. And they've, they've run him off. I think it's, uh, what do you call it, Aaron, ageism? I'm afraid <laughs> they're going to do that to us. You know, Cam and Drake, these guys are like 23. That's one of the reasons I, and, why I don't you know, grow facial yeah. hair and shave my head. I don't want gray hair showing. I know, man. They're going to run us right out of here because, we, you know, they, they've seen me try to turn on a computer. It could be a struggle. <laughs> um, okay, Ted Roof out. And, uh, I mean – Aaron, that's, you know, Oklahoma, nobody hates its coordinators more than Sooners fans. So now they're happy that he's gone. They wanted Jeff Lebby gone at some points this season. He ends up the head coach at Mississippi State. So I guess they're happy. They just, you know, fired all their coordinators. Their new offensive coordinator is Seth Luttrell. And the co-offensive coordinator is is Joe John Finley, I think, at uh, at OU. Continue, sir. The number one recruit in the 2023 ESPN Top 300, Malachi Nelson, the quarterback who originally signed with USC and entered the transfer portal in December, has set up his first visit. Any guesses, man? Okay. I, I saw this, and I was somewhat I was surprised. <laughs> Yeah, 
Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. Boise State? Yes. And not All a right. shot at Boise State, but, you know, not a Power 5 school, <laughs> which I thought would be maybe a deal breaker for him, but apparently not. Yeah. Malachi Nelson. Well, it tells me a couple things. Um, you know, he wants to stay kind of in that part of the country, or maybe he's at least taking a peek. And it also tells me that our buddy Jeremiah Dickey is is getting the checkbook out and and th- that maybe they do have a collective because you don't have a conversation with Malachi Nelson unless you are willing to spend some money. And I promise you, because he, as you said, Aaron, he was originally OU, then goes out to USC. And I, I guess this is happening in part because USC – had that quarterback who played in the bowl game, and he looked great. And I, I would be hard-pressed, Aaron, to remember his name, but it was a fun name. You remember that? It was kind of like a – Oh, yeah, and he was young, too. He's, I think, a, either a redshirt freshman yeah, or a sophomore. Yeah, I think Malachi is like, well, that guy's probably going to be the guy. But he had a – oh, man, what was that guy's name, Aaron? I just – for some reason it was a name – it sounded kind of fun to me. It was a guy I thought, man, I could, you could root for a guy named that. All right. Do you have another one? Miller Moss. Oh, it is a cool that. name, actually. <laughs> Miller Moss. And you could just do the whole, it's Miller time. Um, yeah, Miller, Miller Moss. Good name. And I really feel like, I mean, that's half the battle. If you're a quarterback and you have a great name, Everything else just kind of comes together. Now, OU had a great name, and I don't know if he's still on their roster. They had a quarterback a year or two ago <laughs> that, Aaron, it was just like, oh, man, this guy's this guy's got a great name. Aaron, I saw one of our old buddies playing really well for a team during a bowl game uh, from Midway High School, Tanner Mordecai. And I, I think they ended up losing that game to LSU. I think that was LSU game. And he played great. He threw the ball really well. I mean, I, I think I, I can't see why Tanner Mordecai wouldn't be able to be a backup quarterback uh, in the NFL and, uh, you know, be like a fourth or fifth round draft pick. I, I, li- I mean, I kind of like him. I, I really do. He was, he, he, you know, he didn't get an opportunity really at OU. Then he goes to SMU. Then he goes to Wisconsin. And I just hadn't even kept up with what he was doing at Wisconsin. And I, I was I was even kind of surprised when I saw him in there the other day, and he was firing it all around, making great throws. So, I mean, think about how horrible some of those offenses are in the Big Ten. And so, for a kid to go to Wisconsin and and really put up some nice, I, again, I, I'd be lying if I told you what his numbers were this year, but I do. He did look really good in that bowl game. Some big names for Alabama and Texas entering the draft after their exits from the college football playoffs. Alabama cornerbacks Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terrian Arnold announced today that they would enter the NFL draft. They were joined by two linchpins of Texas's breakthrough 2023 season, defensive lineman Byron Murphy and star tailback Jonathan Brooks, according to ESPN's Pete Thamel, all heading to the league. All right, well, Murphy was a good one. He just couldn't quite get home in that title game. Penix was just sidestepping everybody. Um, 
you know, and, and um, that, that Brooks was a really fine running back for Texas and got hurt. The young guy, Baxter, is a good one. And I can't remember the other running back that they have, the other young running back. But uh, Texas, one of the many good things Texas did this year is it was going to be hard to replace B. John Robinson. And yet they did a really nice job of it and ended up developing and had about three pretty solid running backs. But uh, their calling card by the end of the season was their receivers. And quite honestly, well, throughout a lot of the season. But Aaron, that was an issue in that game, in that semifinal, is it just took those guys too long to show up. Worthy finally did show up on the scene late in that game. But, man, they're, they're big-time receivers. AD showed up late. But throughout much of that game, the Texas receivers were not doing their thing. And then they did kind of show up late. AD made a huge play. Whittington made a huge play on that final drive. Uh, it was Whittington. So, but anyway, just kind of interesting things um, for, uh, for the University of Texas. All right. And all those years ago, Aaron, Whittington was somehow almost committed to Baylor or Baylor was, it was like down to two and he picked the Longhorns. The other one that, the other Longhorns player that I loved that, that had committed to Baylor but flipped to Texas was Jade Barron. That dude ended up becoming a really good player for Texas, a uh, safety. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Let's get the 5 o'clock hour. We've basically already started it. But let's officially uh, kick it off, and um, we'll talk, we'll talk p- a little more pavilion, and I've got some thoughts on the uh, Baylor women's team. Uh, a really nice win last night as they had their grand opening of the uh, Foster Pavilion. That is next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamond and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Drive into the new year with confidence and excitement during the Start Something New Sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get incredible deals on our entire selection of new Ram trucks, Jeeps, SUVs, Chrysler sedans, or a sporty Dodge. Get more for less, guaranteed. More value, more selection, more service, more trade-in allowance, and even more competitive financing. Hurry in and start 2024 with a bang. Shop the greatest selection of inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco. In-store or online at allensamuelsdcj.com and make it unforgettable. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. Worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. 800-659-7540. That's 800-659-7540. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy New Year. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. As we get rolling in this uh, 5 o'clock hour, boy, good stuff from uh, John Jacobs earlier today on several fronts, including the new Foster Pavilion. Uh, he seems to think he thought it photographed beautifully, loved the lights, um, and, and that's really an important thing for shooters, a bright you know, you don't want it to be in their eyes or something, but uh, a really well-lit court. Players love that. 
And I liked what he talked about with a lot of soft spots on the rim. Um, you know, one thing he and Scott have noticed that on a if it if you back iron something, it'll bounce out of there pretty hard. But the actual rim itself seemed to be lots of soft spots, especially on the front of it and on the side of it. And uh, that's good news and bad news. On the other, I think both, uh, you know, the other team's going to get the benefit of some soft rims occasionally. But it's a good, uh, uh, like a shooter's gym, I think he called it. And Aaron, I think the thought is, you know, it just has some nice backdrop. You know, you don't want the void. And as he said, you don't want the graduated, you know, and, and the fact that it kind of everything's real vertical, as he was describing it, is good for shooting. Uh, I thought it was a good environment. I love being in there. Last night, I tried to, you know, I wanted to watch and see what everybody had been seeing on camera, what the, what the facility looks like on TV. The the place where the camera is situated, it is a very steep angle. I don't, you know, again, there's probably a reason they put it there. They probably needed to put it there. But it's not. The ESPN Plus angle uh, is you feel very, way far removed from the game. Now, that doesn't mean you can't focus in at times, get a little closer. There's some courtside cameras. But from a viewing standpoint, you do fall, feel very far from the action. Can that get kind of addressed? I bet so. I bet so. I mean, my gosh, just because it feels real far away in the first couple of games on TV, I don't think means the world has ended. In fact, I sort of, I, I was re-watching the women's game late last night, and I was trying to zero in on things. I kind of got used to it. Ooh, that is the breaking news sounder on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Aaron stepping into the uh, newsroom. Aaron, what do you have for us? Former Baylor quarterback. <laughs> Former quarterback Jerry Bohannon. It's okay, Gary, Gary Bohannon. Bohannon. Yes. Yeah. Former, former better quarterback Gary Bohannon, who uh, was last at South Florida and entered the transfer portal in December, has committed to BYU. So he will be in McLean Stadium next year as BYU is here to play Baylor. Mm. Well, I am, uh, and we'll see, you know, how he does or if he's able to win the competition, but. Uh, now, that is interesting. Gary Bohannon returning to the Big 12. You know, what would that look like? What would he, you know, the former offensive coordinator at BYU was Jeff Grimes. He and Jeff Grimes had a ton of success together in 2021. Jeff Grimes is now at Kansas, and Kansas has a couple of great. Aaron, t please tell me the can Kansas quarterback Jason Bean is finally graduating. I hope we've finally seen the last of him. He's a great, talented quarterback. Uh, but the other one, Jalen Daniels, um, is back, and he is returning to KU, and he's a big time. I feel like, Aaron, we know so many quarterbacks named either Jalen or Jaden. 
<laughs> I always have to kind of check myself because there's the guy at there's a guy at LSU, but I'm talking about the KU quarterback, and that is where Jeff Grimes is now the offensive coordinator. But uh, that is that is very interesting news, Aaron. Gary Bohannon back in the uh, the the swing of things in the Big Twelve, and we will uh, we will see him again. Uh, and I don't know. Again, I don't know if he'll win the job or not, but that is big-time news. Now, uh, back to talking about the pavilion, Foster Pavilion. The women debut last night. They have their first game in there, and TCU comes in and takes a 26-22 halftime lead. And, you know, they did it. They, they, got, they had one really kind of lucky bouncing around three that went through. Um, they do have a player in Sedona Prince who is six seven and is very difficult to defend. I thought for the most part, Bears defended fine, just weren't scoring uh, in that first half, down 26-22, and they just obliterated them from, from that point on. I think it was like 49-26 to 26 the rest of the way. Both the third and fourth quarters, they just ran away from TCU. By the end of the third quarter, they were up by like I don't know, twelve to fourteen points, and TCU just didn't didn't respond. Uh, got hit with haymakers. Yaya was great. Bella Fontleroy or uh, Fontleroy hit. Um, I mean, just monster three. She was in the corner. Uh, she's a great shooter. I mean, she's getting more and more confident, and that says something with with the Bears right now. Asia's not Blackwell's not starting for the team. She's been banged up some. Yaya is starting to get more minutes. I've I've begged for her to get more minutes. Um, not that they listened to me, but she was getting 12 minutes last night. She had 15 minutes and she scored 13 points in those 15 minutes. Had a couple of assists. I think she's a tremendous passer, but she's also very dangerous as a driver and a shooter. Um, and uh, Aaron. I, I would I really liked earlier while we're talking women's basketball uh, if we can get that ready for uh, uh, to hear from Coach Collin again I Nikki Collin um, was not very pleased with um, with TCU in some of the things they were talking about coming into the game now if you're TCU why would you want to poke the bear no pun intended why would you why would you do that why would you think it would be a good idea bears are six in the country tcu is finally ranked they're number 23 in the country aaron i bet it's their first ranking in like 10 years right i mean they haven't been ranked in forever and apparently they were doing some talking coming into that game at halftime they had to feel pretty good they're up 26 22 bears hit them with a haymaker second half and just blow them out of the building, all right, the new building. People are just looking around. Oh, my gosh, look at these video boards. Look at these wonderful rims. Look at these seats. Um, but the Bears on the court beat them 71-50, to 50, all right, after trailing 26-22 at halftime. Just ran them off the floor. And this is what Nikki Collin, the Baylor women's coach, of course, she was on with us yesterday. This is what Nikki had to say after the game about some of the yapping 
that the TCU players and maybe even their coach uh, were, were, uh, were doing leading up to the game. It's an interesting thing. Like, I'm a big believer and let our play do the talking, you know. And, and I want our players to leave here and be confident and, and be confident in who and what we are. Um, but there was there was a lot said about how they were going to beat us um, in the press in their press conferences and how they were going to beat us in Texas and you know a lot of personal shots um, and I just that made it a little bigger for me like I'm someone that I understand these are kids and they're confident and they, they came in with swag um, but it felt a little better you know and it, it, it just goes to show you it's about it's about between the lines you know and always respecting your opponent and saying the right things and and being respectful and it's not like I don't think Mark Campbell thought we were a good team um, but you know it became a little personal when some shots were fired oh man became a little bit personal and um, that is uh, that is very interesting from uh, from coach Collin who did not really appreciate some of the things that were being said. TCU hung in there for a little while. I was hearing from their play-by-play man, and then, of course, our own uh, Stephen Simcox, part of the Eminem Broadcasting family, the ESPN Central Texas family. He was at the ball game last night taking in the new uh, arena. He, of course, is uh, a fan of TCU's arena, the Showmeyer. Used to be Daniel Meyer. The Schollmeyer uh, Arena, or whatever they call that now, uh, the Bears have a really pretty building. I mean, the more I thought about it, even after I got home and was kind of thinking back about it, the 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 kind of exposed steel or the beams or whatever at the top, I kind of like the way that feels. I like the field house part of it, and I thought John Jacobs earlier today put it really nicely when he said kind of like an old Midwest field house. That's what I felt. And I, I'm, I'm regretting when I was talking to Mac after the game, Aaron, I, I brought up the word barn. I said, yeah, it reminds me of some great barns. But I, I meant that as a compliment because that's what we used to call some of those great arenas, oh, the barn. And, um, in fact, there was uh, Arkansas used to play at a place called Barnhill Arena. And Aaron, as a kid, I just kind of had in my mind that that was maybe the toughest place you could ever play in the country. Now, see, Arkansas now Same. has this big, <laughs> gorgeous. Did you think that too? Yes. The, the, yeah. I would hear Frank Fallon calling press. games from there, and I just thought, God. Now, I also thought the Holler House on the Brazos G. Raleigh White Arena. That one was in my mind. I I remember when Reed Arena, the new A&M, I went when I was either in law school or maybe maybe I was still an undergrad back in the 90s, and I went to Reed Arena when it first opened. But I always thought the Holler Holler House on the Brazos, I wanted to see that. Rice had a weird one, Aaron, called Autry Court which was a little tiny band box of a place. I bet it held, I don't know, 4,500, 5,000. Isn't that wild, Aaron, to think that in Spokane, Spok- uh, uh, Washington, that uh, Spokane, as some people say, um, that that 
Gonzaga is like one of the greatest teams in the country, and that place only holds 6,500. That's wild. That is wild. That uh, to think of a pl- of a of a school being that great at something, and yet and and I'd like to see Aaron. I think I looked this up. I think Kansas's holds, you know, about sixteen thousand or a little more. So, so Allen Fieldhouse is a great old fieldhouse, but it it does hold a lot of people, like in the fifteen to sixteen thousand range. Um, I don't know, like what. I would say Hilton Coliseum with Iowa State and then the Octagon of Doom at Kansas State both hold in the neighborhood of like thirteen to 14,000. How much, Aaron, does Cameron Indoor Arena Duke hold? I would think the answer is like 8,500 or 9,000 or something like that. We certainly could look that up, but the Cameron crazies. So 9, anyway. 314. Say it again. 9,314. Okay. Okay. About 9,300. Aaron, if you could, how would you rank the arenas you want to see in college basketball? If you could go see any, those that you have not been to, what would be your your list of places you would like to see a college basketball game? Would you start with the Cameron Crazies in Duke, or would you start at uh, Allen Fieldhouse. I would start at Allen just because I would want to see Baylor play there. Would mm-hmm. Cameron would be second on that list? Those would be the the main two, and mm-hmm. anything else would just kind of be a bonus. Mm-hmm. Because I don't the Dean Dome or wherever UNC plays doesn't quite feel as special to me as as being at where Duke. I think that I would imagine there in Chapel Hill. I bet that place holds fifteen to eighteen thousand. Kentucky Rupp Arena would be fun, and they do fill it up, but that's like nineteen thousand. I mean, these are like almost basketball, you know, NBA type arenas. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we've had quite a bit of NFL breaking news today. Let's uh, let's delve back into that. Get you caught up on Cowboys injuries. That's next. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears play their Big 12 opener Saturday in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. I'm Kyle Tumbleton, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models, along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. 
And uh, we're uh, rolling through the 5 o'clock hour on a Thursday. That was fun broadcasting from over at the uh, Foster Pavilion um, Plaza. We were right there the other day getting ready in the lobby. Oh, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. All right. Aaron generally is delivering the breaking news. I do have something for you. Oklahoma State, news has broken in the past 20 minutes that Oklahoma State, a big boost for the 2024 season. The NCAA, Aaron has granted Alan Bowman a waiver for a seventh football season. A seventh season. Bowman was 2018 to 2020 at Tech. 2021 and 22 at Michigan. In this past season, he was at Oklahoma State, where he threw for nearly 3,500 yards, Aaron, 15 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. It's a lot of picks. Starter in 11 games, struggled early. They did. They didn't know what quarterback they wanted to pick. And he threw for 402 yards and two touchdowns in the Cowboys' 31-23 Tax Act. Texas Bowl win over Texas A&M. You know, the 2019 Tech season, that's that's how they got this thing, the waiver, because he started three games that year before missing the remainder of the season with an injury. So he met the criteria for – an extension of his eligibility due to his season-ending injury in 2019. And um, they said, OSU said that they appreciated the assistance of the tech training staff for providing us the documentation we needed to quickly process our waiver request. That's nice, Aaron, isn't it? OSU to thank the tech training staff for getting them over the medical documents they needed to get this thing done. He threw for 605 yards for Tech against Houston in 2018, making him the only active quarterback to throw for 600 yards in a game. He started 27 career games in college. He's got nearly, Aaron, 9,000 passing yards, 49 touchdowns, Aaron, would you care to guess how many interceptions the young man has thrown? How many touchdowns did he have? He well, he's thrown for forty-nine touchdowns. I'm gonna say he's got forty-five interceptions. No, now you went high. Only thirty-two. Oh, he just threw quite a few this year. (laughs) He had fourteen just this season, but he is uh, thirty-two interceptions for his career. And that is some Oklahoma State breaking news. Aaron, are you excited to watch Alan Bowman's seventh year in college? <laughs> oh, I can't football? wait. That one-to-one interception to touchdown ratio has got me on the edge of my seat for this Cowboy game next next year. What, Aaron, what did uh, – that is funny. What, what did Bohannon do last year? He was injured he, for two almost two years the ago. He got hurt. Year, Did think. he just miss the whole or, 2003 season? Okay, because I, I, what I was curious about is, I guess he was on their roster, just didn't play any. 
I I think he came into high, uh, college football the same year Bowman did. So he was at Baylor. So I, I think technically he would also be a seventh-year player. And I bring it up because Aaron had the breaking news earlier that Gary Bohannon is transferring to BYU. I love that kid. I, I would have let him – I would have wanted him to transfer back to Baylor. I mean, he was awesome. Yeah, um, he actually – this 2023 season was a medical redshirt for him. So. Okay. So – he started Baylor. He started uh, playing at Baylor in 2018, and then he will now play at BYU in 2024. I mean, think about that, Aaron. Like these guys are playing close to a decade. I mean, they're closing in on a decade in college football. These guys that get seven years, seven years on campus. I mean, that's just. It's pretty crazy. Um, uh, now, Aaron, I also earlier today had some uh, uh, NBA news. One of my favorite players back in the day, I guess it was when he was with the Jazz, um, Ricky Rubio is hanging it up. He was a great player. I loved Ricky Rubio. He was with the Timberwolves when he came out. He was always thought of as like this incredible um uh, European player, and I loved him. I loved watching him, and I don't know what happened. He finished his career with Cleveland, but he said he has stepped away to address mental health, uh, and then he announced his uh, retirement today. Um, he said that he said that July 30th, shortly before he put his playing career on hold, quote, Aaron, was one of the toughest nights of my life. But he's added that he's doing a lot better. He said, one day when the time is right, I would love to share my full experience with you all so I can help support others going through similar situations. Until then, I would like to keep it private out of respect for my family. He said, but I'm proud to say I'm doing much better and getting better every day. I I just really always liked him, so I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to mention that. And then, um, Aaron, some some interesting um, NFL news that's, that's come out this afternoon. You know, you were talking about the, uh, the Pro Bowl announcements. Cowboys had seven. I think the 49ers had nine players. Amon Ra, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, the receiver for the Lions, did not make the Pro Bowl. And as he greeted the media outside of his locker room stall, he admitted to being, quote, hot, that he wasn't named to the Pro Bowl as an original selection. Instead, Aaron, Dallas's C.D. Lamb, which is not surprising, Tampa Bay's Mike Evans, Philly's A.J. What's that? Um, A.J. Brown, Philly's A.J. Brown and Rams Puka Nakua all made it. He should have made it instead of Mike Evans. Mike Evans had a really good year, but uh, hit. Amon Ross St. Brown was a leap. Uh, St. Brown said the receivers they got picked, they're great players, but I was hot. St. Brown's is enjoying a career best season with eight 100-yard receiving games, which is tied with Lamb and Miami's Tyreek Hill. He has 112 catches, 
over almost 1,400 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns this season for the 11-5 and five, uh, Lions. That's, that's, that, yeah, I, I agree with you, Aaron. I mean, Evans has been before. This would have been a great, a great opportunity. And five of his teammates, by the way, were named to the Pro Bowl. Um, and Hutchinson being one of them, Aiden Hutchinson, who's really, who played great against the Cowboys the other night. He's had a great season. All right, Aaron, it is time for the dismount. I'll give you a quick suggestion on a movie that is next. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders, live from FedEx Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. How about serving delicious Central Texas-style barbecue and all the fixings at your next catering event? Halbert Barbecue caters all-size events from small birthday parties to large corporate gatherings of over 800 people and full-service weddings, including appetizers, charcuterie tables, and more. And they feature a catering rewards program for repeat customers, including a rebate on additional jobs, plus a rebate on new catering jobs referred to Halbert. Learn more at HalbertBarbecue.com. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team specializes in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedic today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hour service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? 
Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we do have to say goodnight here on the Mosley Show. And boy, it's been a busy day. Had to David Ubbin, really a fine writer for The Athletic, to talk about the upcoming national title game at 320. Sean Jacobs, the outstanding assistant uh, coach for the men's team at Baylor, was on with us at 420. Shout out to his parents in the Chicagoland area, the Midwest, the great Midwest. Uh, they listen to the show from time to time and uh, love hearing that. Uh, Aaron, we do have another quarterback news. Uh, college football, Will Howard, the ex-K-Stater. We talked about Matt Wells going to K-State as a coach. Former uh, quarterback Will Howard has committed to Ohio State. And uh, that's a big one. That is a bid when he was 12-5 uh, and five as K-State starter in 2022 and 23 and led K-State to a Big 12 title game win over TCU in 2022. Everybody have a tremendous evening, and we'll gather back here for one more day this week, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for everyone who was a part of this one. Good night. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is John Morris. All right, so check a Big 12 basketball in today's Modern